Hello and welcome to episode four of the Ultra Posty Thoughts in My Head podcast. I am your host, Adam Lee. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I've got my third guest on the podcast. He is a race director from Vancouver Island. His name is Mike LaBelle. He's super proud of his races and as well he should be. So I'm very excited to share that conversation. It was very fun. But I also went long, so this intro is going to be pretty short. I also just wanted to remind everyone to check out the previous post on the newsletter about what trail running means to you. I'm excited to weave a story together about what it does mean to all of us. And I've had people from five different countries submit so far. So I'm excited to put that together. But again, today is all about Mike. It's all about Finless and Arm. Let's get to it. Guest number three on the Ultra Posty podcast is Mike LaBelle. He's a trail runner and coach, a mountain biker, a Vancouver Islander, and most importantly for today's purposes, a race director. He directs the Vancouver Island Trail Series, which consists of six races. They they are Royal Roads, Cobble Hill, Nanaimo, Transfer Beach, Mount Washington, and Qualicum Bay. And on top of that series, he directs the Finless and Arm races, which offer up 28, 50, and 100K distances. And the double, which consists of running the 100 and the 28, because why not? Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. I'm going to kind of break a podcast rule right away because I'm going to say that today's date is Monday, February 14th, because that's when this is releasing. You're not supposed to say dates on podcasts, but it's big because Finless and Arm is opening for registration today. Yeah, 7 a.m. It's cracking open. Fantastic. We know the distances already. Tell us a bit about the races and what runners can expect from Finless and Arm. Oh, well, I think what you can expect is you're going to be challenged. It's a, a any distance that you do at Phil's Arm, it's going to be uh, an experience that you're going to remember. Um, you know, the trails here on the West Coast, especially here on Vancouver Island, they're they're memorable. I mean, we have everything from, you know, nice groomed single track to just like totally tactical, loose footing, like, you know, and then we've got like the rock scramble, like rock climbing effect of going up Mount Finlayson. So you get everything. And you know, you're treated to like the most like spectacular scenery. Like, you know, I, I know every constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Right. I know every race director is like, my race is the hardest. My race has the best views, but like, you know, like, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but like, it is like, it's stunning, you know, like you get those like billion dollar views on top of Jocelyn Hill, you know, in every event. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a, a treat, I think, to experience the, uh, the trails that we get to run uh, during the race. You're, and you're supposed to be biased because that's how that works. But I can say, having, having done it, that it is absolutely stunning. You get, you're just constantly reminded of, of the beauty the entire time. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's so neat. And, and, you know, like I kind of started doing the race, you know, I created it back in 2014, uh, just because there was an absence of one here, right? And, and you know, it, even to this day, I still kind of think like, how come nobody else, you know, uh, brought, brought it on, you know, or, or thought about doing it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a process. Like it's not, uh, it's not an easy thing to get, uh, to get races going and get them moving and get the numbers and the volunteers and everything like that. So uh, my stubbornness came in, came in pretty handy. Well, all the runners benefit from your stubbornness, no doubt. And I appreciate <laughs> your segue into the next uh, question. That being, of course, you mentioned it started in 2014. Uh, I looked online there and the, you had a 28 and a 50K that year. The 50 had five finishers. 
by 2017, the race had added the 100K distance, which had 27 finishers, and the 50 that year had 116. And then last year, you guys added the double. That thing had 27 finishers. The 100 was up to 59, and the 50 was up to 143. A lot of that to say there's a bunch of growth. How's it been keeping up? And you must be super proud every time the start line, you get to send people off and see more of them. Yeah, it's been a really interesting experience just because like, you know, when I started the race, I never thought it was going to grow to what it is because it was always a labor of love. Like I just loved doing it. And that's really what it was about. It was about getting people together, having a great time, running some awesome trails, having beers and burgers afterwards. Like that's really what it was about. And, you know, like it was myself, my second in command, Steve, the first year, and that was it. You know, and then we brought Lori Heron on the second year as our volunteer coordinator because I tried doing the volunteer coordinating the first year, and that was a disaster. I'm <laughs> um, surprised any of the volunteers showed up. And like now we have like you know our team has grown. Like this year we're bringing on a medical director. Uh, you know we have people that like run you know certain positions. You know like merchandise and you know race registration, all those different pieces because it's just grown to such a huge event now that like you know, I just can't do everything on race weekend. And, you know, like, you know, the, the joke that we always have is, you know, if you're getting any sleep over Finlay's an arm weekend and something's going wrong, uh, <laughs> you know, especially from a race director's perspective. And, um, you know, it's just interesting, like going through all that kind of like transition from year to year, we kind of see, you know, just the growth of the event uh, has been very organic. You know, it hasn't been uh, something that's not been sustainable, uh, you know, because that was always our biggest fear was having an event that, you know, had too many people and people still couldn't have that kind of um, that solitude experience of being out on the trails, you know, because I think that's what people really appreciate. So that was really important for us. Uh, and then also to sustainability for the ecological impacts on the trails as well. We didn't want to send 500 people through the trails and damage uh, the trails or the ecosystem. So that was really also really, really important to us. So yeah, it's been a really cool experience just seeing it like growing in a very kind of sustainable and organic way. That's fantastic. And so this is great because I love that you said the burger and the beers afterwards. Um, my, one of my favorite parts about Finlayson was the barbecue afterwards. And just, you know, I, I, most races have a party at then. They're always fun. But there was something about that one. I think just because you include the family and the friends, everyone just walks up and gets drinks and, and, and burgers. There's no um, tickets for the runners or anything like that. It just felt like, like a family reunion to me. So I, I feel like you've you've kind of bridge that per part of your personality into the race. And that kind of actually links into my first question from Twitter. There's a person called Charlie Manx. And they said they were super excited to hear about your insight and they wanted to know um, like if you kind of projected yourself into the race, if there's a little bit of Mike LaBelle in, in your race course. And it kind of sounds like there already is in the event. Yeah, it's definitely a, that, that course is a me type race. You know, like I, I think if you're gonna run an ultra, uh, it's gotta be hard. Like, you know, I, I love that satisfaction of feeling like, you know, you're not going to finish because, you know, that's really where growth comes from. That's really where pride comes from when you finish and you're like, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Or, you know, I had to manage so many different problems, whether it was, you know, I've been throwing up for the last three hours, or I've got blisters or whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's a challenge, you know, and people, when they, overcome that challenge and they get to that finish line it's like just the most incredible high and that's always what i loved about trail running and, and races because it was just 
you know, you do these races and you just like, you know, during them, you're just like, I hate my life. Like, this is brutal. Like, you know, like I'm cold, I'm hot. I'm like, you know, I'm hungry, you know, like I'm tired of eating jowls, like, you know, whatever it might be. And then you finish and you're like, that was amazing. Like, how did I even do that? Like, that was like seven, eight hours of, of like, you know, just torture, but you know, it, it just all goes away when you see that finish line. And, and yeah, definitely. I mean, we, uh, like, I don't get too involved with the personalities of our, our crew in terms of like, you look at our aid stations, they all have their own unique personalities. You know, we have an aid station battle between Ross Durant and Monroe. And like, I had nothing to do with it. That was just two friends that just like kind of how it started a rivalry. And like, you know, one year they had a guest book, you know, started at one of the aid stations and like, you know, it just, there's lots of personality that gets brought in there. And that's just, I think a reflection of our, our awesome community of, of people that support this race here in Victoria. Like I couldn't put this on by myself and I couldn't make it the event that it is by myself. And, you know, anyone I think who's been to a trail race of any distance, that's the whole thing is you get there and the race director, any race I've been to anyways, like it's all, they always, they always push the focus on everyone else, but you, we all, they all need a leader and we're certainly grateful that you do it. Um, is there a favorite, can you pick a favorite thing about your race? Um, you know what? Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. No, there's no way I can pick a favorite thing. Um, I have to say for me, like I can't pick a favorite thing, but I can pick one thing that is the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, And for me, that is greeting every finisher. Um, I think for me, it is uh, vitally important that I spend that five, 10, 15 seconds with someone when they cross finish line, because they've just had whatever experience they may have had, but they've also taken the time out of their weekend, out of their lives, train for your event. And, you know, it's important to me to recognize that. And, and, you know, maybe it's not what people see when they come across the finish line, but that's kind of how I view it is, is me saying, thank you for being here. You know, there's a million other races you could pick, but just thank you for being here. And congratulations. You, you lived, you made it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to take another one I have from Twitter that I wanted to get in. It's Brian Vatney. Um, and he wanted to know if you would consider a hundred miler in 2023. Yeah. You know, um, the hundred miler question has come up a lot and, <laughs> um, you know, we're, there's some challenges with, uh, land access in Victoria yeah. and that is really, um, the, the biggest issue that we face. Um, you know, we, we're kind of stuck with using certain trails, um, gotcha. you know, and I hear that every year, Oh, there's these amazing trails over here. And I go, well, yeah, I, I know exactly which trails those are, but we, we can't use them, you know, because they're either unsanctioned trails or they're, uh, restricted use trails. So I would love to see something get thrown together and um, there is a potential. I'm just not sure it's the right thing. And Brian will know exactly what I mean when I say the right thing, because uh, it might not be hard enough. Okay. So that would be, that would be the thing. So yeah, it's tough because like, I'd love to do it. I'd love to throw it together. And some people even suggest like, Oh, why don't you just do three laps? And it's like, you know, you could, we could definitely do a three loop hundred miler. That's definitely a possibility. Um, but I kind of like the idea of the double. I've always liked that kind of like structure of the double. So, um, and there's plenty of other hundred milers out there, you know, like, uh, Whistler Alpine Meadows, Fat Dog, you know, Cascade Crest, they're all around the same time. So, you know, and I like supporting other races as well. Um, you know, if they've got a really good thing going, you know, like I don't really like to kind of butt up against them. 
Yeah, absolutely. You found like a, a niche there as well. So um, kind of building off of that, I had another question from Twitter. Lord Wilson wants to know um, sort of what what's with 50 and races? Is that sort of like, is there a standard that you're looking to fulfill? Or is it just because people know 50s and that's sort of what people have have built? Yeah, there's no like standard for what it is. And I mean, with ultras and trail races in general, like they're never really 50k. I mean, yeah, that's that's Finless the dirty arm. secret. <laughs> yeah, Finless and Arm, I think, is like 54 and a half K or something like that. You know, like I mean, I I always joke to everybody that if people complain that the course is too long, I'm gonna send them an invoice in the mail for the kilometers I didn't charge. So no whining at my races. <laughs> that's fantastic. Listen, Mike, I've already like taken you longer than I'm supposed to. So I want to obviously ask you how people can get involved with the race because that's a big deal. So uh, what do people do? What do you need? How do they make those wheels turn? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if uh, well, people want to be involved with volunteering, we'll put a call out for volunteers on our social media channels, our Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, and Lori Heron, who's our volunteer coordinator, does a fantastic job and she'll reach out to people and, and get them in their, their spots. Usually we start doing that around June. Uh, just because obviously September is still a ways away. So far away. Yeah. It's so far away, but it's also not. You yes. know, like it's, <laughs> it, it's crazy because it's just like all of a sudden June hits and this is like, oh, we have like two months to the race. Um, yeah, when you're planning the event, the timeline's a whole lot different than when you're like, oh, I'll volunteer for that thing six months from now. Yeah, well, we start planning for each race about a year and a half prior, um, you know, because we've got to book venues, we've got to book equipment, we've got to do all that stuff. So yeah, it can, it, it, it's, it, it, we got to look really far ahead. Um, but yeah, going back to your question about getting involved with a race, like we, we, we always love our volunteers and, and volunteers come and eat for free. Um, if they want to have, you know, camp for the weekend, like some people come from, you know, all around the Island and, you know, throw a tent down at our, uh, upper group campsite and just camp for free for the weekend. And, you know, they volunteer a bunch of different places and, you know, they'll sweep or whatever and get to experience the whole event. So, um, yeah, stay, you know, uh, stay tuned to our social media channels. That's usually where we post all our stuff. And yeah, Lori takes care of all of our volunteer stuff. Perfect. It's such a grassroots vibe, uh, from the running side. I'm sure it's the same from the volunteering side. It's, it's, it's like trail running should be. It's super fun and hanging out with your best friends, even if you don't know them. Yeah. It's super casual too. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's the thing that I, you know, really love about this race is we've never taken it to a place where it feels uh, like corporate, if you will. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if that's the right, but it's just like, we love the fact that it's just kind of got this, like, you know, like kind of grassroots, like local community race that just is awesome, you know, and, and I don't want to change that, you know, um, that for me is really, really important about the race. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um... Totally. Mike, tell us about you as well. Where can people find you? What are you up to? How can people link up with you? Uh, they can find me on my website. So www.coastlineendurancerunning.com. Um, on uh, Instagram, it's coastline.endurance. Uh, Facebook, it's coastline, or coastline Endurance Running or the Finless Arm 28K, 50K, 100K. Um, I'm all around Victoria. I, you know, like, a, you know, with the trail series, like it takes me all up and down the island, which is something that I absolutely love. Um, you know, we have six races there, potentially seven. We're working on a seventh race right now uh, with one of our ambassadors of Ireland, nice. uh, Emma Nunn. So we're working with her to kind of bring something to Port Alberni. And yeah, so all around the place. But yeah, if people want to get out for a trail run or a mountain bike ride, which I'm doing a lot of right now, uh, yeah, shoot me a message. You know, I'd love to, I'd love meeting up with people and 
you know, hearing their stories and sharing a beer. Fantastic, Mike. Thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. You're the third guest on the Ultra Posty Thoughts in My Head podcast, and I couldn't be more grateful. You have a great night. Perfect. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you having me.